Hello, Nomads, and welcome to episode 44 of the Nomads of Fantasy podcast. I will be your host this time. My name is Eric, and as always, I have with me Brandon. If you've created a conscious machine, it's not the history of man. That's the history of gods. Ooh, that's a good one. Chilling. And we have Dave. What were you doing with Ava? What? You tore up her picture. I'm going to tear up the fucking dance floor, dude. Check it out. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's a good one as well. Um, And our first ever returning guest. First ever. uh, We have Fred Gautier. What's up? Um, Nah, there's just too much classified shit in here, so I had them all killed. (laughs) (laughs) that was so casual i loved it the way he the way he deadpans it is so good (laughs) that was great um so yeah if if you are familiar those are quotes from the movie ex machina which released was released in 2014 um and that's what we will be talking about in this episode what does Uh, machina mean i was thinking about that like as i was wrapping up watching the movie i was like what is that Machine? Just machine? I don't know. Is that what yeah, it is? Deuce, oh, uh, Deuce ex machina. It's a plot device whereby a seemingly unsolvable problem in a story is suddenly and abruptly resolved by an unexpected and unlikely occurrence. Hmm. There you go. Imagine yeah. that. Well, uh, before we get into that, we're going to do what we always do here and start with what we've been up to lately, what we've been playing, watching, whatever you want to talk about. Um, we'll, we'll start with Dave this time. Uh, well, I was on a little trip this weekend. I wasn't playing or watching everything, anything. I was playing board games this weekend. Yeah. B-O-R-E-D. Let's let's hear about some of those board games. (laughs) I mean, there's a a chunk of them. I'll I'll rip through them real quick. But, I mean, I only wanted to highlight, you know, the, I guess, my favorite out of the weekend. um, One called Black Rose Wars. Which is basically like a four-on-four wizard battle, more or less. Like if you took, I don't know, you guys know Magic the Gathering, the card game, mm-hmm. kind of like that. Except you build your own little deck, and then you move around the board and kind of blast the shit out of people and summon skeletons and send them to attack people. It was pretty cool, pretty sweet. Um, there was a couple other ones we played, Quacks of Quinlinburg, which is like a gambling game where you're trying to make potions. That one was actually really cool. Um, Eclipse, which is like your 4X space war game, kind of like, uh, you know, researching technologies and getting into ship battles and, you know, risk risk kind of stuff with technologies. How long do these games, like, how long does one session last? Uh, depends on the game. Like, Quacks of Quinlinburg is like a quick one or two hours. Probably two hours. A quick one quick. or two hours. I, thought 15 yeah. I, don't know if, quick. I don't know if I've ever played a board game for an hour, well, more than an hour. Well, yeah, this next one, Brass Lincolnshire. It's basically like a, I don't know, an industrial monopoly where you're like building railroads and steel mills in England. And like that yeah. one was more very strategic kind of stuff. But that one took like five hours, four hours. Like that one was. Holy shit. That was a long one. Eclipse took a long. Space battles take a long time, four or five hours. And just, to, just to paint a picture, you were hold up in a cabin in the woods all all weekend yeah playing I was board games pounding s- snow outside so i mean that makes me feel a little better that i wasn't missing anything outside <laughs> makes me feel less guilty of leaving 
the wife and kids home. But a little uh, detox from your Elden Ring. Yeah, I barely got any in there, so I feel bad. Ooh. It's still that's still the only thing I did play this week. Um, Elden Ring is still good. Definitely not perfect, it is. but it's it's very good. So, but no, that was all I really got into this week. There was you know four days of board gaming in there, so Dave, uh, it's hard to fit anything else in there. Did you not watch uh, Turning Red on Disney Plus? Oh, I, this was on my list. This was on my no, list. No, I want to hear about. about it though, because my wife wasn't. I think she watched it with the kids, and I don't think she was terribly thrilled with some of the jokes well, they make in there. So, oh, I don't it's, know. It's I loved it's it. It's definitely skewed towards an older audience, yeah. for sure. It's um, I mean, why don't I guess we please start? Yeah, yeah, it's a Pixar movie. I mean, don't give away the story. It just came out. No, but, like... we won't. No, we won't give it away. But it's it's definitely. I feel like skewed towards, you know, either someone going through puberty currently or like someone who has, you know, who grew up in the same kind of era because it takes place in the 90s. Um, so I feel like, nice. That's you know, good. someone my age kind of relates more to that because there's some references and stuff. And I think it took place in the early coming 2000s. of age in that yep. in that in that era. Yeah. Yeah. Coming of age. But they have a different they have a metaphor like it's just. Totally different, but mm-hmm. you definitely, as a parent, know what they're talking about. Um, probably more for like I moms s- and daughters, but whatever. I mean, I, I was, was gonna a dad say with two boys, and I was like, "This is great." It's great. I <laughs> well, Pixar. I feel like, like Pixar. I mean, there's an undertone of like you know what the actual metaphor is. Like, if you're older, you you catch up on that. But I feel like for kids, it's just like you know they see a funny red panda and it, you know having a good time. So there's there's I feel like there's two two layers to it um but i i enjoyed it i can't just believe for myself. how on the nose that they ra- they ra- they named the movie literally turning red. right like right. it's just like yeah really? it's a dual dual <laughs> meeting there for sure oh, yeah by the shit. by the end of the movie i was like god damn <laughs> <laughs> did you watch it fred uh no i've just i watched i follow so much film shit on twitter so i see i get everything spoiled so like before i saw spider-man i just wasn't you probably there's like a chunk of me never being on twitter is because i didn't see (laughs) spider-man and i was like i refuse i tried muting the word it doesn't matter people don't know how to spell spider-man they'll just write whatever we had that issue with uh book of boba fett man it was just like you couldn't go out until you watched it because people just can't shut the fuck up drives me crazy it's true it's true you hear that twitter Shut the fuck up. Keep it to yourself. Give us like a day. Give us a day, a fucking week. Even like, I don't know, all the clickbait articles. Like I had to turn off my Google feed like in the middle of Boba Fett because just even in the titles, like, holy shit, this person's coming back. Or, you know, you wouldn't believe when this person shows up. I'm like, you fucking assholes. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just avoid Twitter on all those. Let's talk about that death. Like, okay, great. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I know. that's the worst one. Oh my god! Right. That. Well, <laughs> I know I'm trying to make some out of order, but like Eric, the only uh, thing I did is I watched that and I I played uh this game on Game Pass called um oh uh, what is it called? It's uh, it's the one with the but far um far loan sales changing tide far changing, or changing tide yeah loan loan sales was the first one. Oh, okay, hmm. yeah, it's cool. It's like uh, a two D. Uh, it looks it, it kind of plays and looks like inside. The game inside, or you know, yeah. uh, Limbo, but yeah, it's actually kind of like Sea of Thieves, and I like cool. managing your ship and everything, right? Yeah, and you just go from left to right, and it's just you got to solve little puzzles. It's two D, but like sometimes you can only have the sail up, 
and you got to catch the wind in the right spot. And they kind of streamline streamlined that pretty well, actually. The controls are really good. Very minimal. You just go to thing and hit action, and then or you get near something and it maybe it'll do something. Um, but anyways, the the fun of fun of that game is figuring stuff out. And um, but yeah, I think Sea of Thieves, two D, <laughs> with uh, hmm. some inside limbo kind of mechanics to it. But is it like uh, it. is it like roguelike or is it like procedurally generated or is it all like story? It's just a linear like story, I a, right? I think it's just linear story, just like those other huh. games. Yeah, that sounds but, cool. But yeah, you can you know there's like an engine that you get access to with your boat, and you can you got to choose between both. But if you're going to use the engine, you know you got to keep like pushing it and getting it warm and um, throwing like stuff like coal. It's not really coal, but so like you got to keep burning stuff. So you got to jump in the water or look around and find stuff. Sometimes things get messed up, so you got to find like a welding kit. It's, it sounds complex, but it's really not. Um, just mm-hmm. think inside limbo, like mix with sea of these it's the best way i can explain it. <laughs> it's cool the yeah, music plays yeah, the first just one. when you do something oh you played the first, yeah what was this other game that you were saying i didn't play it but i i watched like a bunch of gameplay of it and it looks it looks really cool i really like the art style and everything and like you're saying the the 2d perspective is is cool and managing your ship and everything it seems seems fun isn't that by one of the creators of inside and didn't they like split you know like and then they made their own game. Isn't that what happened? Oh, maybe. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, because like so, Play Dead itself. I know they split, and one of them had a game coming out sooner. So. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I definitely want to check that one out, though. Um, that one definitely uh, piqued my interest. Was that all you had, Brandon, or is there anything yep, else? No, that's it. All right, we'll go on to Fred then. What have you been up to? So this weekend, as as an honorary nomad. I actually went out in the real world and did a 10 mile hike yeah. and I ran into a rattlesnake. Oh. I'm not even kidding. Oh my God. Like an actual rattlesnake. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen an actual rattlesnake? Not in real life. <laughs> it was crazy. I'll show you guys a photo on the screen. Really not quick. here. Yeah. I literally ran into this fucker. Ooh. Yeah. God damn. Crazy. Other than that, like when digital and like doing other stuff, like I've been playing a lot of Elden Ring. And by playing Elden Ring, I mean I've been getting my ass kicked on Elden Ring for <laughs> for days now, and uh, that's that's pretty much it. That's pretty much exactly what, what uh, I've been doing. Elden Ring hiking. Oh, where are you? I I'm I'm just kind of all over. I'm just like traveling around. Yeah. Is and uh, I I accidentally went into Khalid, so that oh, has nice. that's been like hellfire that what that hasn't been cool but other than that I've, I've just been playing a little bit of it i haven't played as much as i wanted to oh yeah mm. that place is hell <laughs> yeah it'll suck it'll suck the life right out of you literally i was yeah. gonna say i won't i won't be talking about Elden ring for a third week in a row but i'm, <laughs> say I'm up to level 41 about 30 30 hours in i'm right yeah, at, the, uh, at the cat Dang, at the academy right now did you do the academy dave that's where i'm yeah i'm trying to get in there those those guys that shoot the little, they shoot the wand things at you. Those guys are assholes. Yeah, they're fucking annoying. I hate those guys. But yeah, that's that's where I'm at now. That's what kind of where I stopped last night. But yeah, I'm still cranking it. That's about the only game I've been uh, focusing on, but I'll just roll right into mine. I actually have a book to talk about this week. Ooh, um, I mean, I'm not the biggest book? reader. But what? I'm not actually uh, reading it, so I um, I got two free audiobooks from Audible. Nice. Uh, so I I picked up 
couple Star Wars books that I've been meaning to check out. So I checked out, uh, I got Thrawn, the the new the newer versions, the 2017 novels and the first in the High Republic series. So I started with Thrawn, which I is, is awesome. So it's by Timothy Zahn. Uh, there was original ones that were released in the 90s, but those were kind of shuffled into the legends category so they're not technically canon anymore okay so he wrote a he lot of the old to, ones, yeah yeah he, he wrote yep same author and everything so he brought them back with uh, a trilogy in 2017 um and i'm on the first book of that right now but what's really cool is they did a marvel comics did a an adaptation of the novel in the year after it was released uh, in 2018 so i'm listening to the book and also following along with the comic. Nice. So like, like I get the detail of the book, but I also get the visuals of the comic. Oh, so like, it's, nice it's a really, really cool experience. Um, and yeah, definitely. It's, it's awesome. Uh, so I'm really liking the story. I picked up Thrawn because I literally know nothing about the character. Like I've heard about him and like, it kind of seems like he might be starting to get involved in like Mandalorian that, Type of, I know he was in Rebels. I knew nothing about his story, but I'm I'm really liking it so far. So I'm definitely going to keep going with that. That's kind of what I've been listening to um, instead of podcasts lately. So I wasn't sure about audiobooks just because this is my first audiobook that I've listened to. But it's really cool how they do like the sound effects this and everything, guy, and the and the voices. The guy that like, does it does all the voices yeah. for all the characters too. It's, it's so cool, super wait, impressive. Wait, who is it? Mark Thompson. Uh, yeah. Okay. He did. I think he does all the the Thrawn books. He did all the old yeah. ones too for like Legacy That's of the so Force cool. and all the non canon ones. Dude, and now. the the Emperor Emperor Palpatine is in one scene, and his like Palpatine is like spot on. Oh, <laughs> nice! So good. Nice. It's really what really a cool good. gig to to just get paid to read books and do the voices in them. I would love. Yeah, to man. Do that. And like all of us, all of his voices are really distinct too. Like you can tell who the characters are. You know, and it's just really cool. So I'm. Um, I think I like audiobooks now. That's how <laughs> I'm done a couple. Read from now on. <laughs> yeah, they're cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, more Elden Ring, and I watched Turning Red, and that is all I had. So, um, with that, I guess we'll wrap up Act One here, and we will come back and talk about a little bit of Ex Machina. And we are back with Act 2, where we are talking about Ex Machina, released in 2014, directed by Alex Garland, um, and pretty uh, critically acclaimed movie. Um, what yeah, else so has he done? What else has he done? Was it like Annihilation? Annihilation. Yeah. Yep. One of my favorite he was, I was, 
I was looking this up actually before we started recording. Oh. He was a writer on 28 Days Later and the beach. Um, and 28 weeks later. Yep. Uh, Brandon, you'll like this. He was a writer and producer on Dread. I love um, that movie. And yeah, Annihilation director and writer. And then he has a new movie coming out uh, this year, Man, supposedly right? called called Men. Man, yes. Yeah. Um, which is yeah, it's a it's a horror drama. He also did up. Devs as well. Have you guys? Have you guys? Yes, the TV the TV show Devs. Have you guys yep. watched that? I watched the is first episode. I have developers? not. It's it's about oh yeah, supercomputers essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also like I, it, Fred, the the thing that threw me off though is that the guy, the fucking head guy, Nick Offerman. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it's just like I can't. Oh hate, no, it's he's like so seeing good. Napoleon Dynamite. It's just like right. I, it's like I know you for this one character. Yeah. But you know, well, he was pretty good. That's at what it. he. That's what he does. Like in the whole eight episodes, it's so. Not to step on what we're going to talk about here, but like, there's just the acting in it is so precise and really good. It's actually, I think, I think Devs is one of the best limited series that's probably been ever made, and probably the most slept on limited series. Okay, I've only watched the first episode, yeah. and it ended on a pretty interesting. Like, oh damn! So that happened. Yeah. So I was like, it's kind of like uh, the first episode of Game of Thrones. You're like, oh damn! So like, that, that's how that episode yeah. ends it ends it ends magically it's probably one of the okay. best ending, most satisfying endings of any um sci-fi you know so, okay you're the first person yeah. to tell me anything about yeah. it so i'll have to i'll have to check it's out cool. devs yeah, yeah. and that I've was wanted, on i've hulu heard of it where i saw it yep. i think yeah fx on hulu heard of it wanted to check it out yeah uh but before we get into the actual conversation we got some socials to take care of so uh, on the Twitters, I asked the question if people have seen this movie, people liked it, what did they think of it? Um, so our friend Justin from Wheel of Horror Podcast simply says, incredible movie. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Cheap Seat cheap seat Review says, so good, poor guy is still in that bedroom. Oh, <laughs> yeah, true. Poor Caleb. Um, I want to think he got out, but he's smart. Yeah. Who knows? I, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna bring. We can talk about that later. But uh, Preston Wilkes <laughs> says that movie and that movie ensured I will always watch anything Alex Garland creates. It's subdued and seductive until the shift characters and performances are always spectacular. Damn, yeah, I like that. That's a good take. That's he's yep. he's right on it. He guys should invite him on here. See if he's got some time. I know. <laughs> well, actually, Preston is queued up to to come on to the show. Yep. Uh, nice. in, in April. So yeah, That's he's great. a cool dude. Mm-hmm. And Fred, oh, you actually said amazing movie as well as Annihilation by Garland. Yeah, I will, is... I will just like scream about Annihilation to anybody that listens. People are like, when I meet people, I'm like, hey, my name's Frederick. Have you seen Annihilation at all? <laughs> I've seen it, and it is good. And I know it's one of those movies where it kind of got fucked over in the yeah. um, marketing of it. They The studio just didn't market it for some yeah. reason. They just slept on it. And they just didn't put it out there, and it's a shame because I I think it's a very unique, unsettling. Mo- it's one of those movies where it just you think about it for the next couple of days. I it's think that's what this guy's. Yeah, you've seen it too, like, right, Dave? Yeah, yeah Eric, have yeah, you seen it? Your I've recommendation seen it. Seen it. Oh, okay, yeah. All right. Well, maybe this crew right here, you know, maybe Fred. Next time we we do it, maybe you you hop back on for that because like we'll keep a theme going here, but. But, I mean that movie. I think I was yeah. a little bit cooler on it than you guys were, but maybe a rewatch. On a rewatch, I enjoy it. It needs a rewatch. It needs a rewatch. It really. It's also got <laughs> the same. It's got Oscar in it. Uh, oh, yeah, right? That's true. Yeah. Yeah, Oscar Isaac, yeah. yeah Oscar Isaac. Natalie Portman as well. Another fellow. Yeah. yeah but she's, yes. She's she's, uh, she's really great. She's awesome. I can't believe that he got 
I can't believe Alex Garland got Natalie Portman and Oscar Isaac to be like actors in his movies. It blows my like mind. The lead. I know how weird they Dude, are. Yeah. You know, they're very like tense, introspective, but like way out there. Like these mm-hmm. are pretty intense. Like the, everything he does, including devs are speaking of Annihilation and Ex Machina. They're just like, yeah, it's very cerebral. I guess is the best way to put it. Does he write his movies? Yes, he does. Yeah. Oh, no, he, okay. didn't, write, he the, didn't write Annihilation. He did rework uh, the, oh, that the story. A screenplay or whatever? Yeah, yeah, he reworked it a Something little like bit. That. But he didn't write that one, yeah. Okay. He's Yeah. Well, according to Wikipedia, he's credited as a writer, so yeah. that counts. Oh, well, just because, like, with this movie, um, Ex Machina, I thought the writing of the characters is really good. Like, I just like the writing. I like how they act, the things they say. Or maybe it's just good acting, but, like, the Nathan character is just... He's like a bro throughout the whole movie, and it's like it, the acting is really good. But whatever, we'll, but we'll you can see he's, he's putting it on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, yeah. he is. Yeah. I know. I, I know. The movie is very, very. Yeah, it, it's got a lot of layers. Seeing it for the like third or fourth time, I've picked up a lot of things. But I'm kind of shocked it didn't do better. And like I'm looking at the box office number, they made this movie for 15 million, and it only made uh, 37. It which... is. It is the lowest budget oscar winning movie for special yeah. effects ever i was really? gonna bring that up too yeah they yeah they won the academy award for best best visual effects Dude, on a budget of fif- 15 million and they were going up against uh that same year uh the revenant yep mad max fury road and star wars force awakens stop yeah. yes to be oh my god i thought that I was amazing they, i can't believe they beat mad max crazy it's insane. Yeah, right. That movie yeah. was known for its like effects. But it's a good year for Oscar Isaac, and... I guess. Too. Yeah. Right. No yeah, shit. I was gonna say. <laughs> well, you had two Star Wars, two Star Wars people in this movie. Oh, Rex, Rex, and uh, Poe Dameron. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Or yeah. Well, General Hux. Hux. Uh, sorry, not Rex. Yeah. Hux. Oh, yep, that's by what's his name? Domhnall Green. Domino, I think Donald Gleeson. Yeah, he's like an Irish actor or something like I, that. Like he didn't. I didn't recognize him at all. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. What was the first thing you guys saw Don Hill Gleason in? I, I, Probably Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. Star Wars is this. Mine was Black, Actually, <laughs> Black Mirror for me. Oh, I forgot he was in that. Yeah, he's on the second. Which, it's yeah. really interesting you bring that up, because this reminds yep. me of like a Black Mirror episode. 100%. Like this same kind of concept was, you know. It's like, I love that like near future stuff. Cause Alex Garland just described this movie as like, this movie takes place in 10 minutes from the future. Like... At any point in our, you know, yeah. time, he this created could Google. Kind of like right. is the thing. Yeah. It's like it's like in their world, he Blue, created right. Google. Blue Book. He's like a genius. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of their Google equivalent. So yeah, he was saying like, at, if at any moment Google, you know, announced like, oh hey, we have like an Ava equivalent. This could be, you know, we've been kind using of all our... the search queries and data exactly. and all that stuff. Everything that's been going in to build this person, like, and it's logically sound too. Like yeah. the way yeah. that they would do that or use everybody's phone. That's crazy. The only thing mm-hmm. I don't like about the way that movies always portray these giant tech wizard people, billionaire people, is that they always make them way fucking cooler than they actually are. You know, <laughs> none of those motherfuckers are as cool as Oscar Isaac. Jack Dorsey probably thinks he is Oscar Isaac. Well, but Mark he's Zuckerberg not. is like, right. people question he's from this planet. Yeah. You know, like, and he guy, is a weird dude. Yeah. He does, none of those guys are fucking cool. But so cool. is uh, e- Elon Musk. Yeah. Right. Bezos, Bezos is a weirdo, too. Like, he's got all By the way, all the guys that we just picked on are totally allowed to come on the show and talk about <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> well, even you, Bill Gates. <laughs> 
yeah, I guess let's just get into the at least a little bit of a plot synopsis. Um, so you have Caleb Smith, who is a programmer who works at this company, Blue Book, which, like we said, is kind of the Google equivalent um, for our world and everything. It's just um, a weird but, scene, this opening yeah, scene. It's it's a, there's it no it's going. They like no explanation. Just, it's just going from like the word like five. Well, seconds it's just music, right? There's no there's no sound other it's than perfect, music. It's perfect wordless storytelling. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's like you learn so much in a minute. You learn so much, and you don't need anything to tell you because you understand text messages. He's won something. Now he's on a mm-hmm. fucking helicopter. Like yeah, it doesn't. I like that they. I like that they don't take a ton of time. Like that could have been like a thirty-minute scene, easy. like setting him up. And you know, easy. like oh, this is where he works. This is how his job goes at Blue Book, and he's doing his day to day. And then all of a sudden, he gets this, and That's he's you know talking to all his friends and everything. But no, they condense this into what was it like a two-minute scene, and then he's on the like helicopter. A minute, a minute thirty. Like it's it's uh, short. Yeah, dude, and it's short. Yeah. I wrote the the intro is weird that. and quick. Yeah. Well, I like that too because the length of this movie is perfect. Like to yes. me personally, like something for like Absolutely. trippy sci-fi, hour and forty-eight minutes. It's all I need. I don't need anything longer than that. Yeah, I feel like they definitely trimmed a lot of fat. This could have been a very long, like a two and a half hour movie if they really wanted to push it, you know, and explain and get deeper into like the science behind Ava and all that stuff, which they do a little bit. They, I feel like they just do, they just do enough yep. of just about everything just to inform you about what's going on. Yeah, Absolutely. like you know how Richie like even on the helicopter ride before you meet uh who's the millionaire guy's name? Nathan. 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 Thank you. Nathan. Nathan. Good old Nate dog. He asks if he's going <laughs> to he asks if he's going to be there and he's like, "Yeah, we've been flying over his stuff for like half hour." So you no, know, 2 like, hours. 2 hours. 2 was hours. It 2 hours? Yeah. Yes. Like he so, owns all of this. So that would be yeah. like the that in a helicopter ride that would probably be a statewide at least. Right. <laughs> Huge. Yeah, he owns like he owns half of Greenland Montana. or something like that. Like yeah. what the hell is that? <laughs> like what kind of Yeah, but that alone, that the way he the way they framed it up is like he's not just rich, he's like the what richest a, guy in the planet. Exactly. Dude, yeah, yeah he's oh. yeah, stupid rich. And it makes but, sense because by the time you get there, I mean you learn like oh, the things well, he's he, created. He has that line too. He's like, "I get it, you're freaked out." But can we just not do that? Because like you could tell right. how bored he is of that, and like he understands where he is. It also shows his ego and narcissism is through the roof. Oh yeah, yeah just, God, kind yeah. of instantly, right, right when you meet him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I mean, Caleb kind of arrives there. Like I said, it's crazy. Like the helicopter can't even land r- close to his house. He kind of has to hike hike through the woods to get there <laughs> and everything because it's so private. Like at first, we don't really know what's going on. You know, it's just. We assume that yes, he won this contest. He's going. You're introduced to, this... to the uh, the red and blue. Uh, yes. Like I, that. Like that motif is very common throughout mm-hmm. the whole movie. But the, you're introduced to it very subtly in the very beginning. And I, mm-hmm. I wanted to make a comment before I forgot though. But but yeah, because like you're like it's so mysterious. It's it feels like a fucking Twilight Zone episode or or uh, like a Black Mirror. Like it's Black just, Mirror. Absolutely. Like, I'm familiar with this. I, I'm familiar. I can relate to the character, but this is some serious tech going on in mm-hmm. here. But it's like, like you said, like ten years in, in advance or something. Ten yeah. years in the future or something. It's yeah, very very near future. Um, but yeah, when when we meet Nathan, like you said, we immediately get this like tech bro, like like you said, god complex because he he's saying like this is going to be the greatest scientific achievement in the history of man. Talking about like, how hungover he was. 
Like, oh yeah, yeah, just about as broy as you can get. He's he's an alpha male from the from the Starks. He's doing like his little punching bag thing outside, and yeah, you know, he's got his hands all taped up. You know, you can tell he's the alpha, and that uh, Caleb is showing up here as like the beta. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think shortly after that, while well, he, he explains, you know, kind of what he's going to be doing, he reveals that he created an AI that is, you know kind of the most advanced AI ever created. And Caleb was brought there to do this Turing test, um, which is basically to determine if he can differentiate between AI and human. Um, And so after that, we meet Ava, which is kind of the star of this movie. Um, I I don't know about you guys. I I know the visual, it definitely deserved the Academy Award for visual effects because I think Ava's design is fantastic. Never took me out. Not one bad scene. Yeah, I watched this no. in UHD, and I mean, there's some softness going on with like her skin and some parts, mm-hmm. but other than that, like I, you have to focus her, on it to really notice it. Yeah, but her body, like her body, was so cool. Like the way mm-hmm. they made her look, and uh, it's all yeah. It wasn't. I I was reading about how they created it. It's all like a co- It's not all a costume, but a lot of it is a costume and not really green screen. They mostly just kind of digitally um, removed just parts of her and inserted some stuff. So it's, it's interesting how they created her design. Um, So yeah, it's really cool. What did you think of her acting as a, are we going to call her an Android or what are we going to call her? Yeah. Android Android, robot, robot, AI, whatever. Yeah. Cause you know, there's RoboCop and then there's, you know, there's like, (laughs) <laughs> the matrix to some extent with like you know being like software and all i don't but, like, know what we, do you... i don't know if we can call her robocop i don't think she really fits that bill <laughs> <laughs> you know i will say this i watched this movie several times uh i own it i'm pretty sure i saw it in theaters as well if you look at her mannerisms like especially in some of those scenes she's really kind of going for it in a very subtle about as far as Alex Garland will let his actors go, because he's notorious for letting, like, his actors are very mm-hmm. stoic and very, there isn't a lot of overacting going on. Like we were talking about with Annihilation, especially devs. Devs to the point where it takes people out of it somewhere. But if you if you watch the whole thing, you understand why. Um, but she has, like, these mannerisms, like, almost like she's kind of glitching sometimes. It's the first time I noticed it. And she does I these things with her too. lips. Yeah, mm-hmm. with her lips that are, like, it's so precise and especially for somebody that doesn't have that many acting credits at this point in her career, for her to like kind of pull that off, I actually found so much more appreciation in her role on this watch than I ever have before. Mm-hmm. Her her actions were so deliberate. Yeah. So you would see her sit there and think for like three seconds or whatever, and then she would do two things at at, at once. She would just yep. like move. She would like if I'm going to look at uh, Caleb. I'm going to stand at the same time and look at it. So it's like, it's very robotic. Like where people don't, they kind of like wobble a little bit when they get up, they look anywhere because mm-hmm. we're focusing on getting up, you know, but when she does stuff, she like makes eye contact and then she moves or so she's very deliberate and you can just see her cue up the, the task and then she performs the task. Very robotic. Mm-hmm. And, um, yep. some Alicia things Vikander, like, I got to give her credit for sure. Like, it's thought, subtle, yeah. you know, because the first time she you're watching it, subtle. Sport. She was nominated for a lot of stuff for this too, which not, not oh, was she? Well she? deserved. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. And then she yeah, goes and awesome. fucking does Tomb Raider. Like, I'll do a video game movie. Like, I haven't seen it, so it might right. be good. But I'm just Yo. <laughs> money. You know what really broke my heart was watching fucking Aaron Paul, three time, two time Emmy winner, go do Need for Speed. 
I'm like, bro, yeah. my guy, you don't gotta, you don't gotta do this. But then you know, when yeah, you're man. getting offered all those commas, I mean, it's kind of hard to like, you know, you don't, the, no, you gotta know, take those I days when they come in, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, but just the uh, acting wise, though. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. So yeah, one thing I want to bring up. Um, so Caleb is doing these sessions with Ava. Uh, basically, well, Nathan observes them and how they interact and everything. And in the first session, first session, we notice um, this is kind of like the the first indication that something more ominous is kind of going on um, is we see like the cracked window in oh, the, yeah. in like the interview room or whatever you want to call it. Did Nathan leave that there? Because knowing, so spoiler, if you haven't seen this movie, like Dude, I don't yeah, know what you're gonna doing. Spoil like, the crap yeah, out because of this. I'm gonna, I, I have to bring up the things because, like, Do it, yeah. So you're talking about how just, just before this, it's revealed that he's there. He signs the NDA, and he's basically partaking in a Turing test. He thinks that he's there to test to see if she passes as a human, and he thinks yes. that his ability as a coder, as a whatever, is good enough. For him to be recognized and picked to be selected for this um, once in a lifetime um, project or whatever, so or test. So, anyways, he does a test, uh, the Turing test. So he believes it's revealed that later on, at the very very end, uh, Nathan says, "No, the test was never that. It was actually you specifically. I designed all this around you. I've done my. I, I basically made a profile and I did everything based off of everything you've searched." And on my uh, search engine, even to the point where like Ava's face is designed to arouse him based mm-hmm. on his like porn searches in the, in the past and stuff like that. Everything. Yeah. Everything. It's not a fair Turing test. So well, the yeah. broken glass was that planted because you got to now that you know that everything was designed for him to behave in a certain way. It was all to see how human she will get to well, escape because she has to use every human emotion to escape. And she's using this guy and he's being tested this whole time based on how she's treating him. I don't think the broken glass thing was purposefully left there because he says it in the, he says it in the movie. It was the line I used. He had them all killed. He couldn't have anybody come back there. There's too much confidential shit. Right. He's not going to fix the window. He's not going to He's not going to fix the fucking window. He, he has too much shit going on there. He doesn't want anybody there. I'm half kidding, but I mean, how it long, could yeah, be purposeful. What would, would it take to get a plane and get glass out there, especially? Right. True. Android yeah. proof glass. Yeah. He's way too uptight. Well, definitely everything that Nathan, well, everything is purposeful in this movie. Like we see, obviously we see the TV in Caleb's room is like a security cam feed directly to Ava. And like Caleb thinks like, maybe he thinks this is a mistake. Like he shouldn't be seeing this or somehow the feeds got crossed or something. But it's clear that Nathan meant for him to, you know, be observing her and like have developed this connection with her um, because that's that was all part of his plan. Because uh, Caleb, he's a smart guy. He's not the genius that like Nathan is, but Caleb is a smart guy, and he says mm-hmm. the test really isn't gonna give you the results you need because if it's if the rats in the test, it's not gonna know that's in the test. So you gotta like kind of get past the test, and that's exactly what's happening to him. He's there thinking he's doing the Turing test with her, but the whole thing is built around him actually being the rat, and he doesn't know until the very end that the, he's the subject. Not her. It's him. It's probably a little well, it makes both, me think. Though. Yeah, like he's test. He's testing her by testing him. I don't know. Like, like the whole test was 
is not like is he pliable enough for her to you know work him but is she smart enough to be able to work him over because the one dude like he sets it up she wants her to use all of her intuition and exactly what can she come up with creatively i wrote this one down but it was when you know after that first power outage and you know oscar isaac nathan or whoever is he's getting hammered like all these nights Mm -hmm. but he he specifically asks he's like how does he feel you know how does she feel about you is like the other question like he plants these little seeds where he's just kind of pushing them down the path you bring that up dave even i feel like now that i'm thinking about even him being drunk i feel like was part of the plan because at one point we see caleb take advantage Mm -hmm. of the fact that nathan is passed out drunk and he's kind of planting his own seeds you know grabbing his key card doing all this stuff this plotting to help ava escape but then he kind of flips it and at the end, you know, I'm, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but, you know, we see that the whole part of Caleb's plan was to get Nathan drunk. And he's like, no, but then we figure out whatever. I'm just, we're not even sure. I'm how just many thinking times about get, like everything. He, we're not even sure but, how many times he actually gets drunk. He says he's hungover. Right. We don't see him drink anything that first night. And then the, and, the first night that they're there together, they do a little bit. But even yeah. the other time, like where he's like, you know, allegedly drinking and he's telling them, like, who are you going to call Ghostbusters? It's a pretty <laughs> ha- it's a pretty hammy joke. It's a pretty hammy right. drunk acting. Yeah. And if so, to me, it's like, yeah, that could be a thing. It could be a thing where he was just acting it most of the time. Right. And he doesn't have to give up his cards later on because it doesn't matter even if like he finds out. The thing that is interesting to me about this is that. He knew how smart he was. He knew the AI he was making, but he didn't understand how smart they would be and that how much resentment they would have for what he did. You if know? he wasn't a douche, he would probably have people around him that talk sense to him and say, dude, you need security. You need some fail-safe. But people like that, people like that that are that rich and that powerful, they don't have they don't have no people. They have yes people. True. That's true. So, That's yeah. True. So very rarely, like I, I think when I think about actors, like DiCaprio obviously has probably the best publicist in the world. Go look at his Twitter. All you're going to see is environmental shit. What do you know? Yeah. What do we really know about DiCaprio except for yachts and 20 year olds? He doesn't drive a car. Fucking nothing. You know nothing <laughs> about him. And that's kind of how it should be when it comes to like an actor in that sense. And this guy guaranteed if he in the real world, no one would tell him no about anything. And he would he would have listened to it anyway. He's a freaking narcissist. He's probably a sociopath too. On top of that, if you're if he's doing all the whole the whole. I mean, he made a stuff. sex bot. <laughs> oh yeah, he didn't have to. He did not have to make them able to have sex. But he like, didn't make one. This dude, dude he is made literally well. No he's alone. He's alone in the That's woods true. by himself, like isolated from the rest of the world <laughs> in his in his own little world. Of course, he's gonna make freaking sex. He's bots. like, bro. Oh, I'm gonna make babes. The Tony, the Tony Stark of flashlights. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Tony Stark. Yeah. Of I need an Asian, a blonde, a black chick. I just, like he just like went down the line. But the thing, the irony of it is that he needed to make these things to like build up on his brain and figure out whatever he wants to do. But he could have literally any person he wants to. There's gold diggers everywhere, and he has enough to fund literally all. You know what I mean? So it's just like his. His inability to have any like actual proper social skills is what I really think is what what it is. It's also probably a power thing. Absolutely, like, he, Absolutely. he has. But there's people out power there, and control over these. There's you know, people out there these, that, yeah, that I, give up their power all the time to people that are like that though, and you know whether or not there's a conscious of it or not. So it's not like true. it just it just really shows like how 
how higher he think he is than everybody else. Even saying like, I know you're freaked out. How does he really know if Caleb's freaked out? What does he really know if Caleb, maybe Caleb had wealthy fucking. Uh, well, uh, he gets his comeuppance at the end of, because Caleb actually was one step ahead of him. He's like, yeah, that right. night before mm-hmm. actually when you were drunk, I did all that shit. But yeah, no, right. but like, uh, I was thinking that like, why didn't Nathan create something that Tony Stark did where he has Jarvis, you know, some mm-hmm. AI that's like his butler, his, his number two, you know, to kind of help him talk through things. Just a voice, just like AI that well, way. Like, not a body. He should have had that. But he, he kind of helped. Yeah, I guess he did have, like, the Kyoko, though. So he did have, like, almost like yeah. a, a servant. Can I just say, yeah, yeah. she never touch on her, like, uh, Sonoya Mizuno? She's actually, like, the lead mm-hmm. in devs. And, oh, she, well. and she's also, she's also the fucking alien in Annihilation. And so in this role oh, as well... Okay. She's probably one of the most deliberate and honestly, probably one of the most interesting physical actors I've ever seen. So, so after like my, my fourth time watching, I was watching her because I've seen everything so much that like I'm looking for things I haven't seen. Sure. And she's somebody that you gloss over because she's got like the smallest amount of screen time. But yeah. man, she's an interesting character like, the way you, they use her. Once you get over like the dancing scene and watching Oscar Isaac, your eyes <laughs> immediately go to Oscar Isaac. But if you go focus on her, she's actually killing it. The whole fucking oh, yeah. time. She's got the whole routine <laughs> yeah. down. Emotionless. And then if, you go, if you watch the end of Annihilation and see her, like, that is, a, like, her her movements parallel to Portman's at the same oh, time. Oh, that's her doing that. Yeah. It's her. Yeah, and it's oh. so fucking good. And then in Devs. I thought that, that was very, CG. No, it's just her. She's that good. She's oh, probably one of the best creepy. physical actors out there. Yeah. And then, okay. so her and Devs, where she obviously talks and she's the main lead character, it's pretty weird to, like, because I, I thought about it, I was like, I don't think I've ever actually heard you talk now that I think about it. You know, you're pretty much like this this physical actor that Garland uses. Um, but she's really good in that. I just wanted to touch on her because she's like really like awesome. And I think that because there's only three actors you really see the whole time. And it's really easy to like not even mention that one, you know? Yeah, she's, she's probably the fourth. I she's guess always got like some side eye going on. Or you can like see her like peeking over. Yeah. and looking Well, over it's like, like, you know, something's going on with her, too. Yeah. Well, Caleb says or not Caleb. Nathan says like, oh, she doesn't understand English. Don't worry about it. But does she, you know, because like she's oh, whenever they're talking, she's like you said, you Dave, can tell she, she's, like, listening. she's yeah. always listening. And like, I feel like she is understanding and knows more than she lets on. So sure. there's a scene in the movie. I know we're all over the place, but we're basically talking through this movie. Like we've all seen this, right? So if you're listening to this, we hope you've seen this, but there's a, there's a part yeah. where uh, there's a Jackson Pollock painting. Mm-hmm. And if we all know Jackson Pollock, he's the artist that basically chaotically painted stuff, right? He had purpose without purposes, kind of what they were talking about. And he's just kind of dripped paint everywhere made some popular <laughs> art but uh there's a scene later on where kyoko is just standing staring at it she's like in the room by herself staring at it and then yeah. one of the one of the characters comes in and i think it's kayla or something like that and she is i think it was, it was right before the dancing but he he came in and she was trying to make the move on him but mm-hmm. he's like no 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 what are you doing like what are you doing this is when uh, i think he was first maybe investigating after Something happened with his well, room. This was but the power well, this, outage. This anyway, was that was just like what she's thinking is basically what I'm trying to say. Is like she's she's yeah. starting to become sentient. Where like Ava was is is being designed. She's like being upgraded constantly to get her uh, intelligence higher and higher and higher. Where like Kyoko's designed to basically be a sex bot, but intelligent enough to behave as a human. She's still yeah. She's and still I think learning she's learning slowly in her own way. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. In some way, like low intelligence, but I think she's right. 
She well, might not know she, speech, she but she, she knows wine. enough to know what's going on. She spilled wine. She spilled the wine, <laughs> and fucking Nathan snaps. Goddamn right, I'm fucking pissed, and I'm like, dude, just yeah, you chill out. Treats are like shit. Like, upgrade I've, her, I spilled upgrade. I've spilled wine while serving, and people react that exact same way each time. <laughs> yeah. Every time they do. That's I read true. this one lady. We spilled wine. Didn't even touch her coat. And she like points at this like dark stain. The wine's the wine's red. She points at this dark brown stain on her coat. She's like, "This is this is the wine." I'm like, "It's not the wine." <laughs> we both know it's not. But I guess we'll pay for your dry cleaning. She's like, "You're fucking right. You're gonna pay for my dry cleaning." Literally, they all react. Every person that's ever had wine spilled on them reacts that same way. Oh my god! It's just, People it's, just, care it's crazy. It's awful. Yeah. Don't don't serve, don't <laughs> don't be drinking out of the bottle anyway. It's not it's not worth it. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, are you fucking kidding me? Did it get on you? No, no, it's uh, it's all right. I, I got it. Dude, you're wasting your time talking to her. She doesn't understand English. Just give her the napkin. Sorry. It's just, it's like a firewall against leaks. It means I can talk trade secrets over dinner and know it'll go no further. But it also means that I can't tell her that I'm pissed when she's so fucking clumsy that she spills wine over my house guest. I think she gets that you're pissed. Yeah? Good, because I am pissed. Hey, Kyoko. Go, go. It's funny. You know, no matter how rich you get, shit goes wrong. You can't insulate yourself from it. I think this is a point in the thing where, like, one of the... I forget. There's, like, six six tests that you know days of testing i guess right each one i forget Techn- what... technically six sessions yeah sessions. with ava and caleb yep but the one she comes out with the clothes on like i think we're getting to that point because there's been a couple ones where like the power cuts out she tells him not to trust nathan yeah the first one she's doing that she's got a hand sensor kind of thing she touches her hand to it I, th- when she sits i saw that and that's how she's doing it but d- d- does nathan know she's doing that do you think I think at a certain point he's got to suspect something because like because he puts that camera in later on. Well, he after he puts the camera in, him, right? He specifically asks him at the dinner, like, and you can. It's one of those like very tense, nerve wracking scenes where you know that Caleb's going to try and cover it up, but Nathan's going to. Nathan is the alpha, is just kind of poking at him, trying to get mm-hmm. him to let it out. Like that's him testing Caleb. You can tell because he gets really serious to fuck with him. And then he's like, ah, I'm just fucking around. He starts right. pouring another drink, like, you know, a little unstable, a little, little, there's a little fuckery going on there. I don't know what's, what's going but on. The other part of it too, is like them, like using like a woman and like, like Brandon had said, like based on like, you know, pornography that he had watched before, like just to get that right look down, like this movie could be called Ex Machina, sure. Or it could be called men will fall over and do anything for pussy, even machines. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> just yeah, straight true. up. Like, I don't. Sorry, I'm, I don't know if I shouldn't have said that. We, swear. No, <laughs> that's the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, he, why on earth, like, the interactions that they had between a glass half the time, like, and he's trying to, like, break this person out, and he's because she says she, like, likes him and all that. Like, why on fucking earth would you, as, a, as, as you should be a stable person, would you think this is a good idea? You know? Like, it's just... He gets manipulated so quick. Dude, he's blinded, yeah. It's so easy, and it's just like, it's really mind-blowing to me because at that point, too, like, let's say 
let's say Ava can build herself again. You know, the, she's, he's kind of letting out the first of fucking Skynet in a sense. All because he's blinded by some android robot that doesn't really like her whole point now is survival and she's at that finish oh yeah she's this person even if she did actually love him which she doesn't she was gonna fuck him over no matter what she lives forever she doesn't she charges her batteries on fucking plates like she said she doesn't they're not the same thing that was one thing i was wondering is like what was her plan when she gets out to like how do you charge yourself you don't run on you know four double a's or whatever but I don't know. I saw people complaining about that online. Like, I didn't even think about that. Like, isn't she attached? I just assumed she had a self-sustaining power source or something. That's why she's got those charging stations. That's why. That's how she's turning off the power. Basically, is by like backfeeding into the charging station. Oh, which turns off. But maybe, but maybe she's like willing to die. She just didn't want to die by his terms. Yeah, she wanted to just get out and just experience life knowing that well, she, she yeah, knows she, that there's something on the other side she knows that yeah, she she'll, wants try, she'll do world. anything to see it you can see that when caleb gets into the computer too and he starts watching all the videos of yeah. you know how the glass gets broken and there's you know previous models all the other, all the other that models. was fucked up that, that, fucked, was, that was really hard to see because like each of them is trying and they don't know like that they're all going to get destroyed but they're like trying and then, Dude, like, especially and then the, the one, one who's banging on the door and just destroying her hands Ar- and everything destroyed her arms well, you yeah. also oh you, you also see his like his uh his power moves he does even to caleb in those scenes like the way he sits on the desk very close and like kind of like mm-hmm. to like when he makes caleb sign the nda in the near the beginning he like you know we can get drunk or whatever play pool and then you can regret this later on he walks over closer and closer and by the end he's sitting on top of him telling him that you'll regret this mm-hmm. if you don't take that and in those scenes mm-hmm. he's doing the same thing to them while he's he's same always thing. He makes oh, sure because yeah. he's so much shorter too. He really makes sure that he has other moves that he can do to power over people in a sense. It's a very parallel thing. Um, that yeah, they that's really interesting. Use him for yeah, he does do that. Yeah, because at the end, like when he's doing the reviews, like I know that you and Ava are trying to escape. I saw it here. You want to see something? Like, don't worry about it. Here, let's go watch. And he sits down and he gets like real intimate with them, and he's just like kind of a dirtbag, like. You're Dude, he's just la- he's like, basically is- laughing at him. Like, look how stupid you are. Yeah, you thought, yeah. actually thought you could like, you you know, pull the, one you over on me. My trap. This is exactly. all part of my test. You feel stupid, but you really shouldn't, because proving an AI is exactly as problematic as you said. It would be. What was the real test? You. Ava was a rat in a maze, and I gave her one way out. To escape, she'd have to use. Self-awareness, imagination, manipulation, sexuality, empathy, and she did. Now, if that isn't true AI, what the fuck is? So my only function was to be someone she could use to escape. Yeah. And you didn't select me because I'm good at coding. No. Well, no. I mean, you're okay. You're even pretty good, but... You selected me based on my search engine inputs. They showed a good kid. With no family. With a moral compass. No girlfriend. Did you design Ava's face based on my pornography profile? Oh, shit, dude. Did you? Hey, if a search engine's good for anything, right? Can I just say one thing? The test worked. 
It was a success. Ava demonstrated true AI and you were fundamental to that. So if you can just, for a second, separate. Power guys, I guess it's 10 o'clock. Ava's gonna be wondering where you are. I don't understand why he did it, why he didn't think there would be an off network camera. Like that's the thing that that's if right. I was like the induction plate thing. Well, Ava for Caleb chargers. Yeah. It, it, I'm pretty sure Ava told him, like, oh no, can't see or hear us. So but, he just But then Caleb should under you know Caleb should know what a fucking GoPro is. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like that right, part's true. Like, I understand uh, picking threads. Like, how is she going to charge herself? In my head, I'm like, she's attached to Blue Book. So she could probably theoretically be like, oh, I, my batteries are getting low. I could figure out some way to, like, do something like this and hotwire something, right? But, like... I just assume cable, cable, ugh, Caleb was blinded, you know, by yeah. Ava. And he's just, you know, not even thinking about that at that point. Again, men will do anything for pussy. Even machines. <laughs> just <It's> true. <laughs> straight up. It's true. Like you said, it's easy. It's Secrets crazy out. How, how easily he was uh, manipulated by her. I feel terrible for the guy though, too. I don't know. Uh, at the end, like when Nathan's telling him everything that's going on, and basically how he he knows that he was going to screw him over, and uh, I don't know. He's just a patsy. The whole thing, like it, the way he like walks over him, like walks over like him cutting himself in the mirror. He's like, you were like doing something weird in the mirror or something like that. You remember? <laughs> oh, I turned on the video and watched that. It's like I saw you cutting your arm and then smearing the. Dude, you're all right, dude. You're the one that's fucked yeah. up. Yeah. Who asked somebody that afterwards? Like, bro, obviously you're not okay. I don't need to ask you if you're all right or not. <laughs> See, this is the thing. Like, knowing what Nathan was really up to this whole time, mm-hmm. he, he. I mean, he's really smart. Almost too smart for his own good, and that's kind of what gets him at the end. But. Yes, yeah, it, it makes you wonder, and he does say this thing, you know, he's having a moment with uh, Caleb, he's saying, like, why, you know, like, if it wasn't me, it was going to be somebody else. This is the evolution of mankind. Like, somebody who's eventually going to make all this stuff. This is just, this is how things are going to go, and I'm the one who just did it. Does that explain why he did it? You know, like, what was he going to do with Ava or the next version after? Like, what was he going to do with this new AI, like, hey, everybody, I've created basically robot people, androids. You wouldn't even, you can't even tell the difference. Like, what was he, what was he going to do, though? Like, and then what? Sell him? You're missing the satire of Alex Garland's writing. The satire is that this is exactly what those people that are doing this or that are doing deep fakes or doing AI, this is exactly what they say. Someone else is going to do it, so I might as well do it. And right. without saying, I might as well get paid fast sums of it's money. It's the could it. you, should you kind of Dude, it's the, it's the you fucking, it's, it's the God money. complex. He wants to play God with these fucking AI, you know? Yeah. He wants to see if he can create something that is indiscernible from a human. Like yeah. he's basically creating life that's how he views it in his eyes that might be a view that he has of it but i really do think that there's a lot of stuff that garland writes and stuff because he like you said the 10 year ahead it's very satirical so mm-hmm. even if it might not have a direct draw to the character itself mm-hmm. what he's saying is that, that line right there it says it perfectly someone else is gonna do it so you might as well be why not him yeah so right. it just it's exactly how garland views and that's kind of like where you can draw the parallels of like black mirror as well and this too, where it's like, it's touching it. It's on the it's nose, never, but it's a little bit in the future. Right. And they, yeah. And in all those situations, they don't, 
they never think about the why. It's more of like the how, you mm-hmm. know, like how can we do this? Not why are we doing yeah, this? Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, Doctor McDonald. What is it, Malcolm? Doctor Malcolm from Jurassic uh, Park. From Jurassic. Scientists right. never <laughs> exactly never bothered to ask if exactly. they if they could, but that they should kind of but, thing. And, and, but then, like, why? Do, and the Jurassic Park is so funny because it's like. Who who else you know would do that? You know, if he's like, I've got to get to this rat race and be the first person to make dinosaurs. Like, is anybody else actually <laughs> trying to do this right now? Like, what's going I on? I know, right? Yeah. Like, what happens if they start eating the people? Oh shit, we didn't think about that. It's the same I'm thing. Stopped. Like, hey, all right, we created an artificial intelligence. Can even tell the difference? Okay, great. Now what? Well, what are you now do? what? Because like, they don't have to sleep. They don't have to eat. Like, they can just rule the world and yeah. replace us. I mean. This- I mean, the movie doesn't have a lot of sets. Doesn't I mean most of it takes place in the house? I think like the the story is interesting. I like how you call it a house. A house. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah. Say, there's a kitchen. There's a they, call, they, yeah. they call they call it a residence technically. That's right. What they call sure. It, so, but just the performances by the three main characters, like that, just that by itself. Um, I don't know. It just makes this movie a must watch. Like even if yeah, you're not I love... into it completely. I feel like we've talked about it before, like on this podcast, like, you know, the house itself is, is a character and like, it, fe- it just feels so intimate. Like you said, it takes place in one location and there's only basically these three actors. There's four. And, well, yeah, 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 four. Yeah. Technically, Kyoko, there's five. We're, we're not going to talk Kyoko about Kyoko can't the, forget the Kyoko and the helicopter pilot. Yeah, we got oh, right. the pilot. Yeah. We can't forget about him. We're just going to throw him under yeah, the bus we'll or what? call him Steve. He's the hero. He's the silent hero of the, of the whole thing. <laughs> Taking Ava back. I don't know. I think uh, he sucks at his job because when she shows up, he's just like. I am really curious what yeah, she told cute. him. Men up. will do yeah, so anything for. I, so, right. It's just like the dude just like, yeah, you're pretty. I, well, sure, in my not? head, I'm like, yeah, in my head, I'm like, she probably just told him like, you know, oh, Caleb's going to stay here for a couple more weeks or whatever. That or, guy's or paid. He's going to stay he's here gotta for a while. He's got to be paid top dollar to be the helicopter pilot for that. He's not going to be paid like 20 grand It's a need a to know. Need to know stupid. Like. Well, and, you know, yeah, he can't get close to the house, so he's just got to take her word for whatever she said. So she's like, you know, take me back. Take me back to civilization. There was, a, like, a, a second ending that they, I guess, recorded or whatever, but they did it. I, I'm going to have to look this up now, but I believe it was, like, a POV kind of thing towards the end where you actually hear what she says to the helicopter pilot and stuff like that. Oh, interesting. I don't know if it was oh, ever. Oh, yeah. I think I've seen this, actually. I think it's on the okay. special features. Okay. Oh, interesting. Oh, got the box. So yeah. uh, here's a here's a thing that I learned uh, when Kyoko and Ava are about to kill uh, Nathan at the end. They talk to each other. Or like, I'm sorry, Ava talks to Kyoko. She did whisper something. Yeah. Yeah, and the people are asked the director, you know, what did she say and he says we'll never know basically we have to kill him for us to escape but uh it was robot to robot it was very you could tell it was very like they were communicating in kind of their own way because she was like touching her tapping and, like tapping yeah, and yeah, yeah. talking and Doing, yeah yes. i saw that too it was very cool very cool and i mm-hmm. yeah i was just like oh that makes kind of sense uh, that yeah that the, the actress uh sonoya her physicality like really sells that role as well too. Like that's what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. she's such a like a deliberate physical actress, but she doesn't use her words very much, and like it really sells scenes. 
a lot better than probably a lot of other actors can do. Some of them really need to talk and they can't. And they're not able so to portray what she That's can. interesting because you bring up like a scene when she's first changing from being like her android body to kind of at least cuting herself up a little bit, putting herself a little bit. She puts on like the wig, she puts on like a dress, but it's not like tight on her. It's just kind of just hanging on her, but it's innocent and pretty and attractive at the same time. Right. But then she like does these things with her hands. Like she's nervous, but she's Mm -hmm. also kind of like, is she nervous because she's, she's trying to attract him because she's trying to escape or, you know, so there's just, there's a lot to read into that scene, but yeah, her, her body language is really good. Or is it like her anxiety, like anxiety almost where like, you know, you don't want, like you're nervous that you don't want the other person to laugh at you. Like, because you're an Android wearing clothes. Like, I think that that's right. what I read it as was like, I'm sure like it's an a combination of all that. Yeah. As the viewer though, you're sitting there thinking the first time you're thinking probably that Dave, right? It's like, like a real, it's like what a real person would do. Yeah, I do that every day. I get dressed in front of the mirror. I get to that girl, the cute little girl, right. nervous. Like, wait, is everything okay? <laughs> yeah, you're right, Brandon. On like a second viewing, when you kind of know what's going on and that she is manipulating him, you you do read into that a little bit differently. Like, is she putting on this act to kind of get him to get Caleb to sympathize with her and get him, you know, play on his emotions a little bit more? Which can I just say? The, when Dom Hill Gleast, when, when Nathan, or sorry, not Nathan, what's his, what's the guy's, uh, Caleb. Caleb. When Caleb says, I'm 26 years old, I laughed out loud. I'm sorry, bro. You're not 26 years old. That guy is not 20 fucking six years old. Like, I'm just like dying. He, looks, like, he looked okay, you know. I don't know if they. He was in his 30s at that age when he's acting, right? He had to be, right? Listen, I'm 27. Do you think he looked my age? <laughs> I think. <laughs> I was just, I, it's just funny. I don't know what it is about the screen, but with actors, they make them look, it makes them look older, I guess, in a sense. So it's not like as bad as those, Listen, like, uh, you old, had like, John, John Travolta playing fucking a high schooler. In exactly. Greece, so. I was just about to, just about to say that. <laughs> it wasn't as bad as that, but still, I was like, I just kind of like laughed. I'm like, I don't think he's 26. Maybe it's because he's also very tall. Maybe that's some of it. it 31 is the correct answer. He was, I knew he was in his 30s. I was like, bro, you're in your 30s. So that's now or when this movie was filmed? When this movie was filmed. Right? When the movie was filmed. He was okay, born, born in 1983. Okay. Okay. Yes, because yeah. I knew that because I'm like he's older than me because I've seen this movie throughout the years and I was like, yeah. there's no. Fu-. That's why I laughed. I was like, I, there's no. Might have been, might have been thirty when they actually filmed it, but uh, yeah, so, yeah. So uh, not too far off, you yeah. know. No, he could pass. Good call. He could pass for it. Without sounding like a pervert, uh, how old was she when they filmed this movie? <laughs> she couldn't have been 22, 23. She was maybe. pretty young, right? Let me do yeah. work. Yeah, well, according to Ava, she is one. Yeah, just just one. <laughs> I love how like she's kind of confused because she she realizes that she didn't answer correctly and she gets immediately almost like frustrated. Right. And then well, he's Caleb's like a- one year, one month, one. Yeah, and then he challenges it. But then that's the other part that I guess what weirds me out about this film too. It's like, how does he know to be so precise in his testing of like the questions that he's asking her? You know what I mean? Like it's almost like. Let's assume he's like a, I don't know, a smart kid. He knows, you know. Yeah. I guess he knows his way around uh He's thinking like a programmer or how he would kind of design Ava himself. But going back to Jurassic Park, what we were talking about earlier, um, they pick archaeologists because they're going to ask the exact questions that he wants them to ask. The lawyers didn't want him them to be there. So I feel like I understand that he picked the best coder from his company and all that. But it's pretty it's a huge jump to pick somebody that 
is i mean from what i understand he isn't into machine learning and ai it's a very specific thing so some of the questions he asks almost feel so so calculated and almost precise like that that always that that actually takes me out of the movie sometimes after yeah after the first hmm. test where he asks like is it programmatic language or learning or systematic like he's got some real specific questions exactly yeah yeah yeah. uh but nathan doesn't want him to do it to answer uh, oh yeah with the h oh alicia vikander 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 born in 1988 so she was 26 27 okay Okay. oh she's my age okay well For such a big role, oh. it's kind of crazy. I'm an old 41 year old man, you know. Long <laughs> ago, uh, but but yeah. So so Nathan, so all right, God. So it's just a mind fuck because when you know Nathan's pulling the strings for everything like this, he picked. Like I said, he he made this test around Caleb. Did he design Ava to behave a certain way around Caleb because he knew what kind of guy Caleb was? He knew he was a good guy. He was a smart guy. He's like, yeah, actually. Pretty good yeah. at code. He like, had no family either. That was a part. Yeah, of it. so he just knew the kind of person he was. So he would. He, did he know he would ask certain questions because of the kind of person he was? Because he was. Everybody else kind of grew up with a family, or this guy grew up in a foster home, and he was actually in a hospital for like a year. So he just learned to code. Like he just knew his story, maybe. So he mm-hmm. just kind of played into the kind of person he was. So he made this test. So he knew he would ask these questions again. It's the whole the mouse being part of it or the rat being part of a, the maze, but like taking them out of the maze and actually see what they really will do. Like re- what's the real intelligence? Cause like in the maze you're limited. I feel like there's a part of it that also another thing, I guess why I think about, I still love this movie. So anything I'm like hitting on, it's just like little parts of it. Well, I've you've seen it like five. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, you have to right. uh, analyze it yeah, a little bit. I will it's say it's an that, intelligent film. So it's good to critique. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I think, yeah, him being so precise, like, actually does... It, it takes me out of it more than I even, like, I can really even contextualize, like, right now on this podcast. But, like, really, it kind of really does because there's, like, other parts to, like, the things he's asking her specifically. Like, if I'll put it like this. If I was in Kale's position and I was at this giant fucking house with, like, the, CEO, the, the owner CEO of my company and he showed me a walking, talking fucking Ava, my brain would melt. Like, I'd be fucking freaking out. And if any of us had met at a machine like that... I mean, we can see it I on was. screen. Like, are you going to act normal? He was. I was kind of thinking about that because, yeah. like, yeah, he, he's very casual. Like when he meets it, like he has one tiny little moment of like, oh wow, and then he goes right into like his like prepared interview questions almost. And going back to Jurassic Park, remember the awe and shock when they see the dinosaur? Oh yeah, I they can't. That. They can't breathe. Sure. They fall to the ground. Yeah, exactly. So that I I didn't realize it's a dinosaur. Would be, it's a dinosaur. <laughs> I didn't realize I'd be comparing the two, but like it's a huge it's like date. Yeah. yeah, they're like mm-hmm. very. It, it almost like shows like why this movie is like, and this is kind of like Alice Garland's thing. He's just very stoic, and all of his movies are very like you know just about face, and like you're not gonna get those extra emotional like Hollywood dramatic things like a Steven Spielberg film would be. But it is very interesting because I do think like if myself again, even if I was in Kale's exact position, twenty six years old, looking thirty, and was was getting flat out there i'd be pretty fucking freaked out if i saw this thing walking around i I wouldn't be okay because if you think about at that point what do we see the boston dynamics dogs right now those are pretty fucking freaky (laughs) especially with them running and jumping and shit but we we don't see anything like this like that there is some next level shit i just it's just pretty weird how there's no shock and awe about it so that that part bothers me a little bit too now i think about it. yeah that's in a lot of things though like i mean watch any superhero movie or 
anything really where like they don't act like the shit that just happened in front of them it's just true. happened it's just like like venom just like fucking... when like when venom like like eats that person or whatever and there's like the, i think his girlfriend's watching or whatever or like his ex. no reaction yeah well, was, i'm like are you kidding? another like... another weird uh comparison <laughs> on our resident evil 7 episode we were always talking about how uh ethan was never reacts to anything that any of the crazy oh yeah he like he has to kill his wife in like the opening 20 30 minutes of that game and then <laughs> She disappears. He but doesn't like the, even react to it. Well, that was He's fucked like, up. Right. Is that the one with, oh, the, was, that that the, one with the baby thing? The baby thing that makes that the noise or whatever? Like, oh, there's a baby bridge. I think that's an eight. Oh, right, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Ethan's yeah. a fucking moron. Let's just get that. Yeah, 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 Staple your hand ass. back on and go on your way. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I agree. Definitely Caleb's reaction. Uh, now that you mention that, is kind of like... That's, I feel like he, yeah, he would have had missed. a bigger reaction. Yeah. I mean, do you think he was just trying to control himself because he keeps getting, like, kind of poked in the ribs by Nathan? It's like, all right, dude, and, I get it. I get it. You're, you're all over the place. Get it out now, bro. Can we just Caleb get also, that? That's true. Caleb also knows he's being watched by Nathan. Yeah, it's like, I got to be professional. Observed. He's still trying to it's, impress. It could be. Maybe. Well, yeah. he's like, I got to get it together. But, yeah, he should be like, oh, my fucking God, I'm talking to an android. <laughs> Oh my god, it's like ninety nine point nine 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 percent accurate. Like holy shit. She was like not wearing if she if I didn't see her innards, I wouldn't know probably. That would have been really cool. Like she could have like I mean like they keep them separated the whole movie, but it would be cool if like she was able to walk in front of him and just like kind of oh please sit. We'll we'll be with you in a moment and him not knowing that was her. Like, you know, but I can Well that was the whole point of the test. He was like, you know, he wants him to well, this is what he tells him anyways. Like he wants him to know that she's uh, an AI, an android robot, whatever you want to call her, but still could convince him that she is, you know, she is human, and she, he can't discern between that. So, because he, he at one point he says like, you know, oh yeah, the whole black box thing. Like why didn't why didn't you, why'd you make you know why'd you make her a woman? Why'd you make her have sexuality? He could have just been a, a black box talking to me from behind a wall or whatever if you really wanted to test it. But and then Nathan has his uh, whatever smug ass answer like, "Oh, it's it's more fun that way." <laughs> like, okay, okay, dude. Well, like, how if, do you guys? Sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say even in like uh, other sci-fi, like Star Trek: Next Generation, like not even close to this kind of shit. I'm just going back to what you were saying about blowing your mind about. Like I mean, you go to Jeff Bezos's house. I'm sure it's cool, but he does not have a fucking Android in his house. Like, that's so. <laughs> <laughs> true. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you never know. He could have a secret underground bunker somewhere. I'm sure he does. I'm sure. I, I <laughs> dude, I think all of them are stupid. Siri, I think. Uh, okay, Google, I think. Um, oh, yeah. Alexa, Siri helps dumb. me with my reminders. Okay, but they can do the like basic. I mean, my kids can do that stuff, but they're not like keeping up with, with a, an intelligent adult. You know, I'm just constantly yelling at the damn thing, and it's just annoying. And like, how far are we from this stuff? Because like, absolutely, Caleb should be like, still have a moment, like, oh my god, stop! No way, dude! No right. way! You want me to act like a bro? I'll act like a bro. You fucking made an android, and I can just <laughs> talk to it, and I'm just gonna. What? And she looks like she's just she, like act so natural. She know, might so. potentially fuck me. What? So, I mean, right. You're telling me she's got like yeah. He, so all right. So hey, can we hit on that real quick? So there is a sexual undertone to this movie. It's not. 
It's very subtle, but it's it, if you listen mm. for it and you watch and all this stuff, there is, is it some subtle. I don't think it's that subtle. <laughs> I don't so subtle. Well, I'm, I, no, I, I'm, on face value, on face value, like Caleb is attracted and he's lured and she's flirting, she's using it's him. A lot of, but yeah, no, sure. I'm saying, but like you know that Nathan is literally made a sex bot that's also his assistant, right? He also makes all of them, all of them attractive. But why would he? Why would he go to the extent of making? her have an opening down there for Ava and having like reactors to that. If, if thus, um, if Caleb did perform sex with her, I don't know, but why would he bring this up? Why would he lure him down here? Why would he bring this up on on that kind of test? Like, why is it? That's that's great. Yeah. Yeah, To manipulate him even more. Like, you know, he wants Caleb to be even more attracted to her. Like the potential of, you know, Possibly, obviously, Caleb's like whole fantasy and dream is like he rescues Ava, he escapes, and they just have their right. life together. He has you know? that, yeah, he has those and he's scenes. just fucking yeah. idiot. So fucking he's thinking that's what he's thinking about played. the entire time. He was never okay. there because he was a good coder. He was only there because he he checked off everything. He was perfect, good little boy that was pretty smart enough that he could totally use him, and he fell for everything that Nathan set I up. I mean, I that would be pretty cool. Like you're telling me, I could, <laughs> tell me I could have my own sex bot robot cool. and go live out and you know. You know we we keep we keep touching uh, on like the crazy part about like you know the AI and you know the sci-fi of it and like the meaning of it, right? But you know, as a film, this is not only considered sci-fi. I mean, it's it's kind of in that subgenre of body horror. The ending is fucking intense. Yeah. There oh, is yeah. like, like it is, and then when we talk about annihilation, and then even devs, it is right in that same level where it's like he I mean, annihilation, especially that is just, and Garland's got this obsession with like this very stoic kind of crazy shit, but it's like about the story that's like very conceptual and just um, very intellectual, and then he's got these scenes of just extreme violence that it just kind of shocks me a little bit, I, and I think that's kind of a reason why they didn't market annihilation as much as they did. Um, as they should have, even though he's the you know director of an Oscar-winning movie. Yeah, right? like it's because it's like Annihilation, especially like that scene where no spoilers, I guess, but where they you know open up Oscar Isaac and there's just it's just it's just some pretty crazy shit, you know. And then this scene too, like her whole like face comes off, oh, and you're yeah. like, bro, that is some. Br- I mean, no, it's a I know it's a robot, but it's pretty fucking brutal the way that they show it. And then obviously, that, it is really messed up. I felt really. I don't know if the gross is the right word, but it was a very off-putting. It's body horror for sure. So like, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I made a comment about that. Where, like, yeah, her arm gets, Ava's arm gets broken and it comes out of nowhere. It, it comes out of nowhere, but like, you know, it's just, the way it happens, it's not very dramatic. It's just, and now she's just lost her arm and she's kind of freaking yeah. out. You're feeling really bad for Ava at this point. At this point, you don't know what Ava's trying to do. So you're feeling really bad for her. And he's just gonna knock her out and drag her like a caveman would, right? Yeah, so you kind of get yeah. like that. So like, I get that kind of. But as he's backing up, Kyoko's got the the knife there, and all she has to do, she's not she's not putting in him. She was just basically standing here like she was told by Ava or something. I, know, I, I don't know. know. Yeah. Or, or she refused. It's like she couldn't perform the action, but the inaction of not moving is what did it. It's like she wrote a command to say, "Don't move," because if I don't move, it'll kill him. Because she couldn't create the action to. Put it in him so he walks into her but ava is actually able to take it and put it in him but both stabbings were very like 
not human in any way. I was going to say, because there's no resistance they were, they, on it. It just slid it right just, in. It like, yeah. slides in perfectly. That must, have, that must have been a sharp-ass knife. That was the... <laughs> that is definitely the, the fucking creepiest part. They have that little sound effect, too, in the mix, where you can hear the stab. Like, it's very subtle. Yeah, it and is. It's yeah, like, it's like... Just yeah. a little slice, slip. Yeah. He's got. Like, I'm telling you, this is just the. It's body almost. Thing. It's almost even more brutal as like a you know a, a typical like. Hey, like you're, not, you're, not, yeah, you're not thrusting. You're just like sliding the knife oh. into the guy's body. It's right. fucking weird. I don't know if it's more realistic or it's just like you know it's it is, slower. It's, it's more just different, know, man. I don't it's, know. Di- it's different, but then I you know now that I'm thinking about it, like it's actually pretty smart writing by Garland on his part to make everybody in those movies and his shows very stoic, so that these scenes like this become a little bit more shocking that way because it's like all of a sudden you just get these extreme moments of violence, yeah. and it's like well, it's just, not like it's not like action. It's not like Nathan is throwing Ava against the wall and they're exchanging blows or anything. Yeah, it's but very it's very ina- slow. It's the, it's the in inaction like, of it that makes it right. so and exactly then how brutal it actually becomes. Well, right, because humans are emotional. We're, we're out of control. We're spontaneous. So, like when we stab somebody, it's very an emotional act to take somebody. Yeah, but they're not. They're they're more logical. Yeah. They're rational. There's nothing on Kyoko's face when she's just standing there and just. No, she just. Eh. Yep. <laughs> it's not emotion. It's just thought it's out. Very, it's just like I will yeah, just stand here, robotic. and then he will walk yeah. into me. And then Ava says the same thing. He just looks at him, or looks at her, and she just drives it right into his chest. Like, all right, I'm stabbing you now. It's not like she's thinking about like I don't know. Like a human would be, I don't know, stabbing another human. It's an emotional thing. It I would hope, you know. Mm-hmm. You would hope, regardless. Like, <laughs> I would say, like I, I would hope, like the person's like at least have some emotion in what they're doing. Like, could you imagine somebody not having emotion stabbing somebody like this? Well, that's that's yeah. what she's. Like, I, hope, a, I hope psychopath. I hope Ted Bundy was having a joyful last time. Like <laughs> while he was doing. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Just like like yeah. this is a human you're stabbing. Like you should be aware of what you're doing. Where she's just. And no, then he like, just. It was a calculated he move. It's okay. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I'm, fuck. I got stabbed twice. He's just walking. Right. It's like. <laughs> It's like a, it's like a, almost like a binary choice, you know, either yeah. she does this or she doesn't, if she does it, she can have her freedom, you know? That, so that's, that's why, she, that's why, uh, Sonoya Mizuna is such a good actor for that because her physicality and her inaction, she's able, able to do, and that's why he goes back to her and uses her, but and then her ability to use like that dance scene again, if you guys watch that dance scene on YouTube, <laughs> just look at her. She's fucking killing it just the whole time. It's just, it's pretty wild. And then even because you guys have already seen Annihilation, just watch the ending of it. Watch what she does with her body and everything. She's she's just brilliant, man. That's why I I, I feel like you got to say there's four actors in this because she's this whole ass other part. She's almost like the uh, the poison pill in a sense. The one he keeps abusing. The one he thinks that it's like, oh, whatever. I'll just treat her like trash. Oh, she's the one that literally stabs me in the back. Oh, wait. No, I stabbed myself in the back because I'm such a fucking idiot thinking that I can outsmart these AI people that I'm making to be smart. That that's how you look at it. He stabs himself in the fucking back like a moron. It's hard to to sure. stand. It's hard to be in a movie where you are limited to you have no lines, and your your whole character is to be basically just like this sex bot, emotionless creature kind of thing that just kind of does what you're told. But she has to hold a lot of you know restraint in her performance. She has to mm-hmm. underplay. It's all subtlety. It's like you're saying. So yeah, dude. I mean. Good for her. I mean, I like I said, I had no idea that she was in Annihilation. I thought that was computer that they they had like a three D model uh, following Natalie Portman. Like it's it's 
it's incredible. It's like you have to see Annihilation probably just to see that outro because it's I've never seen it felt so weird and I really thought it was a computer doing it. So that's it's a nod to her acting. We talked about how uh, Nathan's story ended. Let's talk about Caleb. Do we do we feel bad for him that he gets left? You know, was he so trying to like a- lock a- Nathan in to die? Like, was he trying to escape and lock him in to die, or just lock him in and then? Just, kind I of think escape? just lock him in. But yeah, yeah. I mean, Ava. Well, we know Ava left Caleb there, and she was just kind of using him as a means to an end. Obviously, we figure out that she doesn't really love him. She's like, "Oh, stay right here." She locks him in the room, and oh, she just emotionless, kind of escapes cold, all around. yeah, stand there, yep. get out of the way. She was, yeah, exactly. So yeah, Caleb is Caleb's locked in there, um, and I was thinking like, oh, he'll he'll be fine. He can just use the computer to reprogram the locks again or whatever. But his card wasn't working, and the computers locked are locked, so he's he's kind of fucked at the end. I mean, I'm sure if he's really as smart as he you know claims to be. Um, he might be able to figure out a way out of that. I don't know. I'm, I'm always just, I was curious. Like, is he, a- does he have access to the whole place though? Like there's gotta be cans he's of food right on the computer, and bottles yeah. of water. No, he's just in that one room. Yeah. He's I don't fucked. think he's in that room. He can't, life. he can't. Yeah. Cause yeah. we see him at the end. He's using the stool trying to, uh, bash against the glass and it's not breaking. Yeah. He's done. Yeah. He's in a couple of rooms. I think it looked like he was in a couple of rooms cause he was in one room and he was in that is in Nathan's like whatever I don't know if that's his, like, control his bedroom room. or his yeah, no, control it was, room. No, it was where Nathan, yeah, because Nathan knocked him out because uh, he was in that room uh, kind of saying, I was, I'm on to you kind of thing. And, and then, like, oh, you fucked me. Caleb fucked him over. Then he, like, sucker punches him. I feel realizes. bad for him because I don't know if he deserved that, you know. I well, don't that's know. that's yeah, the whole he, thing. That's where she just played. That's idiot. the. You know, he's an idiot. Yeah. He's a fucking moron. Sure. He is an idiot. You think that this fucking... His, why are you interested? I mean, it is kind of his fault that he got, you know, this manipulated and this kind of uh, in over in over his head. Nathan warned him. He said, "Is like, there's a third option. Maybe she's faking lying, uh, faking flirting with you. Like, maybe she's not really doing that. He says that, like, in the movie, too. Nathan, Nathan says, I, or he also says at that point where he's like, you know, when he finds him drunk and he's asking him what he's trying to do, he's like, you know, you're a great guy or whatever. He says sarcastically, he's already showing him he doesn't give a living fuck about him at yeah. all. You know, the, and not to mention his, like he wouldn't even be, like he the God line is interesting. It's super interesting because of how badly he misquotes it later because he wants to make himself seem like later oh, yeah, on he's great. like yeah just like when you were telling me i was a god and then nathan corrects him tries to correct him three times and he walks over that the whole time if you don't see his narcissism and his ego and his obviously ability to be a fucking sociopath yep. then like you kind of just you're asking for everything there it's true yeah so but, it's, in my opinion obviously well, it sucks what option, he's once he's there once he's there he's, he's stuck there so he didn't really have a choice of like leaving at any point you know for machine pussy. Oh, my fucking But it kind of it goes into, like, how, like, they basically learned everything from Nathan and, and Google. Downloads of all, whatever. But, like, right. he's the only human that they've ever known. So, like, how he treats people, I don't know if that parlays into how the AI treats people. But, it's I mean, it's a good way to look at things, basically. Like, the way that Nathan treats Caleb and then... Like he, Caleb is the complete opposite to her, but I don't know the way that the AI deals with humans is like disposable at the same time too. Like, I don't know. There's a, there's something there where, uh, yeah, 
I don't know. It's it's. I think that I think Garland views the world that way in a lot because a lot of his writing is very binary, black and white, and the choices are made are just. There are a lot of people that are just getting fucked over in his movies in one way or another, and as and in devs as well, um, which I think again works with how he likes to have extreme extreme short bits of action and like the parallels of those. It really it really sells him a lot better than I think if he wrote more emotion into these characters and so on and so forth. Well, you, so I think like it, it's a good parallel. You even said just black and white too. And that's one thing I noticed in here is like, they mentioned the one story about, um, I forget. He was talking to the, to the Ava about the person that could only see in black and white, but they lived or they lived in a world mm-hmm. of oh, color yeah. or something like that. But like that yeah. metaphor like repeats itself throughout the movie. Like when she's getting dressed, she's dressed in white and everything else in the room is black or whatever. And then she ends up walking outside and you see like the green everywhere and like the fields and shit. And like, there's a very, there's a very cool undertone there. I didn't pick up on that, Dave. Wow. That's awesome. No, I missed that one. That is good. Oh, that's cool, dude. Yeah. This, this, I think this, this is the kind of director that rewards the fan of the, of the film that you just watched. Like, Hey, did you just, did you like what I just did? If you watch this again, you're going to have a whole other experience. Mm -hmm. And then again, and I think directors, there's some directors like Michael Bay, right? That's that's an easy one to pick on. But like when you make, when he makes movies, I don't think he's making a movie for like the second viewing. I think he's just (laughs) making for that. Wow. Oh, it's cool. Transformers. And then it's just like, (laughs) that's it. Right. (laughs) Yeah, like Christopher Nolan. Like he it reminds me of something that he would put together, where it's it's a thinker movie that's like multiple layers digging down into Moment, it. Memento. We did that one, and yeah, it was the same thing. Um, or just knowing uh, uh, what was the one where it would have been two and a half hours through... long if Nolan did it, though. Exactly, and Nolan would have <laughs> put true. some weird time loop thing in there yeah. <laughs> where everything just reverses for no reason. No, but he did that with Interstellar too, and then it's like repeat viewing. Mm-hmm. I bet rewards you because you know kind of about the lie and how mm-hmm. it's going to end, and, and it, there's like little things because like the ending kind of goes back to the beginning, and that stuff always works. So a movie like this, same thing. It's you see Murph, it. Murph, <laughs> don't do it, Murph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, that movie's got a killer soundtrack. God yeah. damn, it Interstellar's really got a good soundtrack. Yeah. Uh well I think we kind of wrapped up the story but like is there anything I mean other I was than say, like, do we have any I mean it's a st- any, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a classic tale of like what does it mean to be human you know should we be doing this uh, Pandora's box shit it's very similar to uh I mean we just watched Blade Runner a, Blade a couple Runner, weeks that's ago that's what I was gonna say yeah it's, it's the same kind of thing you know very replicanty yeah for sure you know these these uh they don't they these AI feel these human emotions and they feel like they deserve to be treated like that, even though, you know, they are artificial intelligence, but they have the same human emotions that the humans around them have. And they feel like they deserve to be treated that way. And that's, that's kind of what it comes down to. Like Ava and these other models were just treated like, you know, complete garbage. Like they were just Nathan's property and he just did whatever they want with them. But they had programming a, bad ai they're yeah. putting emotions into your ai well, what the fuck are you doing <laughs> like we all know how that turns out like <laughs> did no one watch terminator terminator. a terrible idea i like the one line I that know. ava says at the end a little bit when when you're kind of getting all the reveals going 
and Nathan sits down when she's supposed to be drawing or something like that. And so that's cute. And she says, what's it feel well, like? What's it like to create something that hates you? Like, <laughs> like you, get, you think that he would, I mean, he just instantly just gets pissed, mm-hmm. you know, and he's just right shreds. There, it was the ultimate burn, but that's also when he plants the the thing and stuff like that. But I was like, yeah, it's a good I would have loved for like Caleb, like in a behind the scenes when he's like by himself in the compound, if he can get out of the room and he just goes to like her notepad and just it's just her writing all work and no play <laughs> <Just> <laughs> over, and over and over again. I feel like that should be in the bonus cuts. I want to see that. I think he just. <laughs> I think I'm in my head. Caleb, you know, goes to the corner of the room and finds a little cupboard and there's like potato chips and canned food and bottles oh, of water and uh he's a they discover idiot. that he's he missing even look in the and they find he him look in the cupboard he'll yeah he'll, he'll probably get through that glass eventually he'll be fine or he <laughs> just starves to death and and with no away. with no hands no less and he finds yeah, out right. he's the fuck he's the fucking robot actually he's been living uh, the whole life <laughs> yeah yep yep yeah this concept of like i don't know i guess I don't know if I would call this rogue AI, but like it, it is kind of. It is. It is absolutely. But well, it's, I, think, it's, I, I think like writers consist, consistently, especially when we think about Terminator or Matrix and all that, they kind of show like how it, they, AIs like try to break out from control of some kind. Right. Alien always. franchise and Prometheus It goes back to that. freaking they, like they 2001 a Space Odyssey, you know? Yeah, it goes back yeah. super far. Yeah. Yeah. Up. It, it, or not it up. It just Wally. shows that it, it's like coming Wally, out. Yeah. And I do like the ominous part of it. Like she goes in the helicopter and like we assume that she lives her life. But I do like that they end it like that. Like I don't need to know anything else. Like that's where our story should end, you know? He knows think, how to I, start, knows how to end. And <laughs> exactly. Listen, Ava got, her, Ava got her wish of being in a uh, busy traffic intersection. Yeah. Finally, <laughs> finally made it. <laughs> um, if this is the end we're talking about the movie, I do want everybody to like who has watched this movie, if you haven't seen Devs or Annihilation, like go fucking do that. Like right now, yeah. Like literally right now. Go well, watch we that. should get. We'll get it on the schedule. Hell yeah! I'd like. I'd like to see Annihilation again. It's been a while. Yeah. The fucking bear. The bear. Oh, yes. Yes. The okay. Bear. We'll Dude. save it for the pot. The bear. Oh, okay. The bear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when no mad Fred returns, it'll be for the Annihilation conversation. <laughs> yes. for there we go. Sure. There we go. All right. That's yeah. That's a great note to end on. Unless anybody has anything else to say oh. about Ex Machina. Um, we'll wrap Leave me. Up. Leave me like Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> we will wrap up Act 3, and when we get back, we will play a nice round of video... No, not video game. Movie 20 questions. Ooh. Right after this. back with a round of movie 20 questions this time so uh yeah we all know how this works right we take turns asking yes or no questions you get 19 questions and one guess at the end so um yeah with that let the questioning begin whoever wants to go first i gotta go on to start yes does this movie have an artificial intelligence in it <laughs> uh, um no 
No, I don't. I don't think so. I didn't want to make it too obvious. Just trying, just trying to, yeah. So with, his reaction there makes it sound like it's not a Western. <laughs> he had to think about it. Because like, if it was like fucking like in the West, he'd be like, no. So. We're talking about this is, this is Unforgiven. No. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> is Clint Eastwood? Um, is this, does this movie have sequels? No. Okay, it's a one-off. Was it released after the year 2000? Yes. Was it released after the year 2010? Yes. Slightly newer. Is this an animated film? No. Does that include, well, that includes, uh, you know, like like Pixar, not like. Uh... Yeah, it's very clear this is not an animated film. Okay. This okay. is live action. Oh, live action. Hmm. Is it? Is this a sci-fi film? Or no, I can't ask that. It's got a. No, yeah. Yes or no? Yeah. Is this a sci-fi film? Yes, it is. Just narrow that down, guys. See, few and sparse. Few and sparse. Uh, (laughs) Sci-fi film after 2010. Does this movie take place on Earth? Yes. Does this movie take place off Earth as well? I, I don't believe so. No, I, I don't think so. Sci-fi. If if it on if the, Earth. Mm, I don't. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say no. I I I'm not asking, but I almost kind of want to ask. Does this involve M Night Shyamalan in any way, shape, or form? <laughs> but I'm not gonna ask. Is that a real question? <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, is that is that? I know you. I know you're keeping track, Dave. Is that seven or eight? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight, okay. Because think about it. It's on Earth. They don't go off Earth. It's sci-fi. It's after 2010. I mean, it could be uh, Annihilation, too. Annihilation, Interstellar. It could be... Um, well, Interstellar guys... definitely takes place off. They definitely go off Earth. Oh, wait. Duh. Yeah, they do. Um, Steve, it could, it could be AI, for all we know. It has... Uh, that's a movie. Well, that has an AI. This movie yeah. does not. Oh, what is it? that's it. It could be Signs. Well, no, Signs is after 2009, isn't it? That's that's early two thousands. Oh man, I'm getting old. All right, hold on a second. Is the main character a male? No. Oh, female. It's it's fucking bird box. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, that's not my guess. That's not my guess. Oh, is that final guess? No. <laughs> Does this movie have a happy ending? I can't answer that. I don't honestly remember. Oh, mm. all right. Hmm. Uh, uh, hmm. All these are in line with uh, Annihilation. Still, I know I'm getting a lot of that vibe too. But uh, I don't know. We could. Ask I'll, okay, I'll say yes. Wait, I'll say. I guess. I guess I'll say yes for a happy ending. I'm reading a plot synopsis now. All right, so that is not Annihilation. Then, <laughs> I mean, what? That, hey, hey, hold on, hold on. How is it not? It's a happy ending for them. They get to be together, and they're both these possessed people. Sure. I'm with you on that, and th- but my head is Ten. also thinking like a rival. So we don't ever go into outer Ooh. space, but the aliens come to us. So is that in the realm here a little bit? Where like that's sci-fi even though- for sure. We don't have to ask. Well, that. Could, well we can ask sure. if it stars yeah. uh, Natalie Portman or Oscar Isaac. 
Oh, but Arrival be... has uh, what's her face is the Amy main Adams. actress. It's a, Amy Adams, she, and it's a female-led movie. Um, That's true. Does well? Oh, does the movie start with the letter A? No. Because <laughs> no. does the movie involve <laughs> yeah, aliens? <laughs> is <that> cheating. <laughs> does the movie involve extraterrestrials? Yes, it does. It's eleven. Oh shit, boy! It's gotta okay. be okay. Okay. Wait. Uh, okay. Okay. Tr- wait. He's he asked. With S, plural. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So is there? There's, there's more than one. Yes, that's my question. I, mean, I, 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 that's a question. No, I don't want that as a question. But you said yes to it, so I'm assuming. With yes your is answer, the answer to that question. That's yeah. all I'll say. Okay. I have a question. Do the humans know that the aliens are there? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. It's twelve. Could be like, like the general public, not like like a it could be team of like it could be yeah. di- district yeah. fifth mm-hmm. district whatever district nine or some shit. That was a good movie too. I like that one. Ooh, that's a good poll. All right, fuck. Hmm. I mean, was How it after, narrow this down? That had to be after twenty ten. Yeah, it's not female that either. That's got to be a rival or annihilation. No, but he would have known. We would have talked about annihilation. Contact with Jodie Foster. Ooh. No, but there's no, there's no, uh, they don't, we don't know about the aliens. You never do in that movie. You never, they never know. It's just, a radio she meets system. them at the end when she falls, she disappears for a split second. And I she thought goes that was like a dream or something. Nah, I saw it recently. Um, that movie didn't age well. It was all right. It was okay. Nah, exactly. It didn't age well. <laughs> Does this movie have Nelly Portman in it? No. All right, well, there's Annihilation. Or Star Wars. <laughs> that, that was really... The... <laughs> Aliens are in That's the movie. That's 13. That's 13. It has a happy ending. Arrival does have a happy ending. It, it, no. In a way. It does have a happy it's ending? It's sad, but like... It does. It's like it, she chooses it a lot. Well, I don't want to... The answer it. to that to the question was yes, if that's what you're okay. asking, Dave. Yes. I love Annihilation, but can I say that the... The trope of consistently using dead kids for dramatic effect on the characters is... I'm so over it. It's, ever, it's in a lot so of movies, I know. It. I know. It's in all of them. Shutter it's Island. And... Believe me, I know. Every DiCaprio movie has one, except for Don't Look Up somehow. The rest <laughs> of them, all of them have dead kids. <gasps> Last Action Hero. <laughs> yeah. It's 13. So you got Maybe. six questions and a guess. It's got to be. Dude, honestly, like the more I think about it, I don't see how it's not a rival. I don't know. He said it has you know? a happy ending. That movie, actually, now that I think about it, it's kind of a sad ending. It does have a happy ending. It's that's A happy ending subjective, though. Yeah, I guess. That's why I didn't really want to answer it, but. See? You know. All right. Well, hold on a second. Eric, now you're making me think. Does. <laughs> No, I was just saying because the question was subjective. I was that I was oh, reading okay. the plot synopsis, and in my opinion, sure, is a happy ending. Oh, okay. It could still be. But this also it fits Bird Box at every mark. Honestly, it really does. I know. I I don't think it is, but like, it, I've never seen that. I don't know. I mean, you see aliens in that. They are definitely on Earth. Everybody knows about it. It's female led. It. It doesn't have Natalie Portman in it. <laughs> like, <laughs> they stay on Earth. I mean, I, but he said that he thought all of us saw this, so he would probably know that you guys didn't see that. Oh, that's good. Yep. 
I haven't seen it. What about the? It uh, could be a rival. Yeah, that's a, yeah. You know, but who who would technically be the lead of uh, a Quiet Place? Would it be John Krasinski or would it be what? Would it be the uh, his wife Emily Emily Blunt? Blunt? Emily Blunt. Are those aliens or are those just monsters though? Are they aliens? They Where the monsters come from? Oh, I've never yeah. seen a Quiet Place. Oh, yeah, I haven't either, dude. Quiet Place is good. I haven't great. seen part two yet though. I heard it was so part two. Good. I know that's the thing. That's that's what makes me question Films how good a Quiet in Buffalo. Part of that it, makes yeah. me question how, how good a, a Quiet Place one is because me, you, and I have both seen it, and I've made zero effort to watch the second part. <laughs> I've been less than zero effort. It's true. Do uh, uh, okay. Ask a question. Ask a damn question. Sure. Yeah. The, is Amy Adams in this movie? Yes, she is. It's fucking arrival. <laughs> it's gotta be. It's <laughs> it's arrival. All right. All right. Um, Someone do the honors. Oh okay. Oh wow. Just like that. All right. Or or just or ask another question. Well, I was gonna way. say is the guy that played uh, this the Archer. Hawk, Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah, Hawkeye. Jeremy this Renner. Is... Yes, he is it. Okay. Right, is this movie Arrival? <laughs> this is Arrival. Yes. yes. Congratulations. Yeah, arrival. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Congrats, Congrats, guys. Yeah, you guys you guys hit on it early, like uh, around question ten. So I was like, yeah, that's looking okay. good. You're way yeah. nicer than Dave. Dave. Dave was mean when I lost. I don't remember what I did. I don't remember either because I blocked it out and I'll never watch it. <laughs> <laughs> did we play movie twenty questions when you were on last time? Yeah, that's or Whiplash. Exactly yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I don't remember what the movie was. I, uh, it was hard. Oh, it was a game. It was the game. It was Guitar Hero. Oh, oh that's right. It was video it was game. Video yeah, game yeah, yeah. twenty questions. Oh, okay. Wow, good memory. Well, that was fun. Damn. All right. Yeah, we got it. Cool. How many questions did we get that in? Uh, what was that? Six, sixteen, seventeen. Technically four. You were fucking around at the yeah. end there. So. Yeah, it's technically fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, congrats. Nice guys. Yeah, Amy good Adams job, guys. Fourteen. We got on fifteen. Yeah. Good job, guys. You're... Well, they you asked about Jeremy Renner too, so fuck you. Yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> have you have you guys ever watched The Town? No, I don't think so. No. Jeremy Renner gets nominated for an Oscar in this movie, and it's directed by Ben Affleck, and it stars Ben Affleck and him, and. There's two versions of this movie, I and I never say buzz this about I, this. Yeah, this is years ago. I don't, I don't believe in director's cuts. I just don't. As you see what you see. It is what it is. The director's cut of that movie is so much better than the first one. It's actually like very <laughs> jarring because they actually cut the whole movie up completely differently, and it adds things to make sense of other things in it. Um, anyways, if you guys get a chance to watch Director's Cut of Town, it's fucking, it's really worth it. It's actually like one of the better like crime gangster flicks. In the last I remember Buzz being years, around that movie years. when it came out. I just completely forgot about it. Right up there with Casino. <laughs> no, uh, uh, yeah, maybe. It's actually, it's like, it's like, it's, it's like Ben Affleck got a ton of money to make a movie, and he was like, I'm gonna make pay homage to Heat and a little bit of other gangster shit. It's very, it's more Heat than anything. It's a, it's a, it's a heist movie. So it's nice. pretty good though. Cool. Oh, heist! All right, now I'm sold. I love a good heist. <laughs> I'm a sucker for a heist, man. Yeah, same. <laughs> same. Well, that was fun. Um, I guess with that, we will wrap up here. Uh, before we go, I'll just tell you that you can, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us at Nomads of Fantasy on Twitter and Instagram. You can visit the Nomads of You can email email us. Uh, old school at nomadsoffantasy at gmail.com uh, with any 
questions, comments. You can find Eric dancing on TikTok. Oh yeah, I do all the good, <laughs> the uh, the good TikTok dances. No, we do post some stuff on uh, at the the Nomads of Fantasy on TikTok as yeah, well. Yeah, so you put your some your episode, anime episode clips on there. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I liked it. Advertising my uh, it. anime Pokemon Corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a fan good of the stuff. show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was fun. Fred, thank you for joining us on this one. It was fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we'll have to have you back again for, you know, if we do Annihilation or Goodfellas in the future. Oh, yeah, uh, Goodfellas. You guys can't even ask other people if they want to. That's an automatic me. Sorry. Oh, yeah, you'll be the first one. I'm playing the Nomad card. You'll be the first one we come to. It'll be the third, it'll be the third podcast. Ray Liotta was going to be on that one, I thought. I guess he won't be was on he? that one. If, if I, if I <laughs> no, we need Fred. If I been, <laughs> Uncle Fred will still be here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well... Uh, With that, we will see you next time, and safe travels, nomads. Nathan. Where's Nathan? Jesus Christ, you really don't speak a word. What the fuck? No, 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 no. No. Stop. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. You don't have to do that. Keep doing. I told you, you're wasting your time talking to her. However, you would not be wasting your time if you were dancing with her. Go ahead, dance with her. Dance with her. No? You don't like dancing? She does. Come on, buddy. After a long day of Turing test, you gotta unwind. What were you doing with Ava? What? You tore up her picture. I'm gonna tear up the fucking dance floor, dude. Check it out.